0: This is an affiliate promotion, meaning we may earn a commission if you take advantage of this fantastic deal. Act fast, preserve your history, and save big with Go Digital at ScanMyPhotos.com. Hi, I'm Maureen Taylor, the photo detective. I really love family photographs. All of them. From the mystery images you find in shoeboxes and albums, to the pictures you snap with your digital devices. No mystery is too small. A simple question about an image can lead to new stories of your ancestors. This means you can count on me to help you identify the people in them, offer solutions for preserving and organizing them, and yes, even guide you in the various ways to gather and share picture stories with your relatives. My guest today is Wells Douglas. Wells Douglas has a very interesting feed on TikTok called Vintage Film Finds. And obviously I watch everything old photo related on TikTok. But Wells, tell us something about yourself. And then I have a lot of questions for you because slides to me are like the most disposable part of our culture.
1: Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me, Maureen. It's great to be here. So my name is Wells. I run a TikTok Instagram where I focus on sharing vintage photographs, most of which come from 35 millimeter slides. And yeah, I started doing this about a year and a half ago. I got into it because of my own family photos. My mom asked me to scan in some family photos. And from there, it just sort of has snowballed where I've been exploring other people's family archives and you know, how people document the world around them. That's what I find really interesting about it.
0: Particularly in slides.
1: Yes. So one thing that I really am drawn to with slides is it's a format that was meant to be shared. So when people got slides made, it was in the hopes that they're going to put it in the projector and have, you know, viewings. And so there's something special to me about that versus, you know, negatives or prints where it's was meant to be an event that you sit down and look at all these photos
0: Well, what's interesting about slides is, okay, so for a long time, I just took slides, right? It was uh, one of those modern era photo formats that were really popular, and you had to have a projector or a light table to view them. And then people inherit them, and they say, what the heck am I going to do with 60,000 slides? And I don't know what to do with them. I can't look at them because I don't have the projector. and I don't even know how to scan them. And so they go on eBay where you find them. They go in estate sales and they go in the trash. <laughs> Pretty much it's really
1: heartbreaking to me to think about. Oh,
0: but well, you can't keep all the slides, right? You have to winnow them down. If you got 60,000 in your family collection, probably. Well,
1: that's, just, that's just from what I've collected. My family collection is maybe, maybe a thousand, but. Since then, I've just bought almost everything I can find. And it's it definitely has gotten to a lot where, and I'll talk to people who collect very specific uh, certain topics and slides. So I have a friend who does just slides of Disneyland. And I, I'm kind of the opposite, where I like all of it, from the blurry pictures of trees to professional portraits and everything in between.
0: What's the earliest slide in your collection? I have some from, I think,
1: the 1940s. So right when they first started making slides and from there all the way to, I think the early 2000s.
0: I've been looking at your, I've been looking at your TikTok and I'm fascinated by it because in your bio, you mentioned that you have a BFA in vernacular photography. And for people that don't know what that is, that's sort of everyday pictures. So I got my degree in fine art photography. Fine and art photography.
1: Through that program and the work that I was doing have you know, I got really interested in the slides and vernacular photography, which is just, you know, contrary to like uh, professional photographers and stuff like that, it's just everyday people taking pictures of the world around them. Um mm-hmm. And so as I was collecting and looking through all of these photos, which sort of just started out as a hobby and just sort of something cool, I started to notice social and political issues just in the way people document the world around them and their family. And so some of the big ones were, you know, gender roles and how women were depicted and what they were doing in these family photos versus what the men were doing. And then also a big one was who owns and who has access to public space, because I have Countless photos of the Grand Canyon, Mount Rushmore, and all these really popular tourist destinations from different time periods, different families. And yet all of the people I see in the photographs are white. And so then just thinking about who had access to the technology to take these photos and then in the spaces they're documenting, who was allowed to be there and who was in these spaces. And so from there, I started to explore more and more of the sort of issues and politics that come along with vernacular photography
0: yeah i mean and you know to those of us that took slides you know we're just documenting a moment in time a vacation perhaps i think one of the slide sets i saw was like proms which was cool but to us it's just average everyday photographs but some of the ones on your tiktok are truly beautiful they are fine art photography accidental absolutely and
1: yeah i think you know if you give someone a camera even if 90% of the photos they take are blurry and out of focus it's there's still always going to be almost one that's actually like a really well composed well shot photograph
0: so when you're buying pictures you are looking for anything or I mean you don't uh, want yeah. You don't want my cast off vacation photos that don't have people in them
1: oh I absolutely do i so I don't really buy much off of eBay because I found the prices to be a little too consistent and since I'm doing this just on my own putting all of my own money into it, you know I try to use my money wisely and so I'll find estate sales or sites like eBay but I look for the ones where it's someone selling you know, their entire family's archive and they don't know what they have. They just assume someone wants it and don't want it to get thrown away. But like you said, they don't know what to do with it. Slides take up a lot of space. And if you don't have a way to look at them or scan them, it's just kind of a pile of
0: cardboard. Yeah. It's a lost, they're, they're lost to you. Mm-hmm. It's like, what, it's what digital images will be.
1: Oh yeah. If enough, you don't I mean, have
0: a computer, you can't look at them. If the technology changes and you don't upgrade, those pictures are lost. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious. (laughs) I'm just endlessly curious about this because you're collecting other people's castoffs, which makes my heart hurt to think about people selling their entire archive online. What's the long-term goal for all these slides? I mean, you've got 50,000 of them. You could have 100,000 of them once this podcast airs because people will start writing to me and saying, "Who's that guy that was on your podcast? Does he want some slides? I'm happy to send them to him what's the what's the long term goal for this? What are you thinking about down the line with like say you have two hundred thousand slides in a couple of years? where are you going to put them all
1: i I don't know I mean I know the view or the listeners won't be able to see this, but you can see behind me i've got my shelving full of slides
0: bins of them
1: bins and yep. bins of them and yeah, I, I don't know if I have a really a long-term goal in mind. I think as I have in my bio in, on my social media, it's, I'm just having an attempt to digitize as many as I can just to, to save them because I think even the cast-off ones are special
0: in their own way. Are they organized some way? Do you have them by family collection or by topic? I mean, are there identifications on some of these slides?
1: So when I get an order of them, I keep them organized by how I get them. So one family's photos stay together because I think that's the important part to me is that these belong to someone. This is someone's history. And so I want that history to stay together. And then I have it all organized digitally once I scan them in, which I have, I think, between 50 and 60,000 physical slides. And I've scanned in around 12,000 of them. And then. I try to go in and add metadata and little bits of information to each one so that I can find, you know, if there's a certain subject that I want, I can just easily search it and see all of my slides that have that subject.
0: That's great. That's great. I mean, the metadata is great. And what do you, how do you scan them? I have a little Wolverine.
1: Nice. I have an Epson Perfection V500 photo scanner.
0: I have one of those too. I have one of those too.
1: They're great. And You know, I love it. I'm constantly plugging Epson on my social media whenever anyone asks, waiting for a sponsorship, but... Keep
0: waiting. (laughs) Maybe one day. (laughs) I've been trying for a year.
1: But I actually, I just ordered a lens that they made for duplicating slides. So it's an old film camera lens that you just mount the slide in and take a photo, and you could make copies of your slides. And they make adapters, so you can connect old film camera lenses to new digital cameras. So I'm really hoping I'll be able to start using my digital camera to start documenting these. And I think collectively, we look at photography as much more of a documentation, but I think there's a certain fault in that where there's so much that goes undocumented with a photograph. We only see what was in the frame and there's so much going on in a situation that we don't see. So while what's in the picture may seem obvious and you know, a documentation of something. I feel like there's so much more that goes into a photograph and so much more surrounding it that you have to try to infer from what's in it.
0: Well, right, because the ones you're collecting have been basically ripped out of the context in which they were taken. Who's the family? Why did they yeah. take the photograph? You may know and you may not know.
1: Mm-hmm. And I mean, with finding the families, that's a whole other side of it where sometimes I know where I've had you know, followers from TikTok and Instagram send me their family collection because like we talked about, they just don't know what to do with them. And someone preserving them is a better alternative to the trash. And so for those ones, I have some background, but then ones that I just get from estate sales or online, I oftentimes have no information about where they come from. And then I get a sort of play detective and look at, you know, license plates and you know, one of them had a photo of their mailbox, so it had their last name on it. And then a couple slides later, I found they took a picture of the phone book where so they just moved and it was they're excited to have their name in the new phone book. And so just using small bits of information like that, I'm able to piece together who they are and who they were. And those ones ended up being quite sad because I did some research about the family to see if there was someone I could get back the digital versions to. And the couple in the photographs had had two sons who both died during World War II, oh. so there was no one left to pass the photos on to once the couple died.
0: I find that's often the case with photographs that I find in antique shops. Is I know there's a huge practice right now of reuniting pictures with family. How long have you been doing this?
1: I think I started in October of 2020, so not long.
0: How long on TikTok? I
1: think I started it like a month later. So in November of 2020.
0: Where yeah. And then on Instagram.
1: Yep. Yeah. I just going through them, like you said, I came across some that were just incredible and really great photographs. And as a photographer, I wanted to share them. I wanted to see if other people were as interested in this, in these photographs as I am.
0: And what's the most unusual image, would you say, that you found? Because really, people are taking photographs and sending them off to be developed. It could be anything. I've
1: definitely found. I mean, the first one that comes to mind is a picture of uh, this woman, and it looks like she's strangling a man on the ground, but she's smiling. And it, you know, it's one of those pictures where I really wish I had more context about the situation where it could just be fun wrestling, could not be. And then why is someone taking a picture if it's not? And yeah, I think there's also a lot of accidental weird photos where someone used a flash in a situation where they shouldn't. And so then you have a weirdly illuminated subject in this world of darkness.
0: The early ones from the 1940s are the most fascinating to me because that's early in color technology, color film technology. And I would imagine that most of those people are a certain socioeconomic class to be able to afford the cameras and the processing, because this isn't like Polaroids where you spend the money, push the button and you have your image. You have to buy the equipment. You have to take the pictures, buy the film and then pay for development. So you have to be of a certain socioeconomic level to afford that.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, that really comes across in the photos. So that was one of the things that I looked at when I'm, or do look at when I'm thinking about the political aspect of these photographs. It's unintentional, but I only see photographs of a certain class of people, of people from a certain wealth level.
0: Well, so you're saying you don't actually find a lot of slides of, say, African-American families or Hispanic families. No, I
1: mean, so I buy all of my slides without having any idea what's on them. And so- I've gotten 50,000. And I think in my collection, I have maybe 10 that are of someone who's black, or I just got in some that are the first ones I have of Asian American family, which, you know, I was ecstatic to find because right now my Instagram and my TikTok are so limited on who I'm depicting and who I'm being able to share these photos of. And yeah, that's something that's made me really sad in collecting.
0: It's just Well, the slides very much are a representation of the American experience. Mm -hmm. But are you collecting slides from other parts of the world as well?
1: Not really. I think, I mean, I obviously get some that are from people's travels where they've gone all over the world. But yeah, for the most part, all of what I get is U.S. based.
0: I think there's somebody else on Instagram who does that, who collects slides. He lives in Europe someplace. And purchases slides. What would you like to talk about as far as slides? I don't know. I think. What are you planning? The, What's coming up?
1: Well, I actually just got my first job working in an archive. So everything I have been doing has just been, you know, on my own time, doing it in my own space. And it's something I could see myself doing as a career. I'm only 24. So going into this, I have my whole life ahead of me to figure out what to do with this. Yeah, I just got a job at the Indiana University Museum of Archaeology and Anthropology, digitizing photos for them from the Wanamaker Collection. And it's photographs from 1908 to the early 1920s. And it's predominantly Native Americans. And this guy, whose last name was Wanamaker, went around and photographed Native American tribes. And they are phenomenal photos.
0: Well, that's a fantastic job. I was an archivist for a while. i never met an old photograph I didn't like, if not love. And it's never boring. Every picture is different. As you have found out, every 50,000 of your slides is different slightly than the one before. They're not all the same. If somebody wanted to send you some slides, they could reach out to you on TikTok or on Instagram.
1: Instagram is probably the best way. I don't think TikTok allows you to send messages to people anymore.
0: You can chat. You can put a little comment, but that's about it. Yeah, drop
1: a comment and message me on Instagram. And yeah, I'm always taking donations. As I scan in stuff, I, when people send me the donations, I always give back the digital copies, whether it's their family or not, just some sort of token as a thank you for their donation.
0: No, that's nice.
1: Yeah. Well, I think people, I don't know. I've been really interested and excited to see how much interest there is out there for this, because I think old photographs are a piece of our history that are often lost and oftentimes thrown away. And part of my goal with this TikTok and Instagram is to generate a new generation of interest in this and to have this history that people have of their families and everything, but might not have the interest in because it's in a format that they don't understand. And young people are so caught up in the digital era of. Everything's instant. Everything's there at your fingertips. And to have to put the effort in to go look through each slide and put it in the projector or the slide viewer or on a light table is, I don't know, there's something tactical about it that I think we're largely missing with the digital photography realm.
0: And it's a lot of work.
1: It is a lot of work. I have, I think in the last year, I've spent almost 500 hours scanning photos.
0: Not surprised. I'm not not surprised at all. It takes a very long time. Slides are underappreciated. And as I mentioned earlier, often disposable. And actually I encourage people to weed their collection. So maybe some will come your way. And color slides are the most stable. So you're in pretty good shape there. As far as like those 1940s Kodachromes are just gorgeous.
1: Incredible to me because, you know, I have prints from the 1940s that are in terrible condition. And then I'll pull out a slide that the colors are still just as vibrant and nothing's happened to it. And I know they weren't stored well, but yeah, you know, there'll be mold on the cardboard, but the film is intact.
0: Yeah. And the ectochromes don't hold up so well, but the Kodachrome slides are, are gorgeous.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the photo detective. Well, keep us posted on what you're doing. and. I hope to talk to you again soon. I will. Thank you for having me. Good luck with your new job. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media. Leave me a rating and a review. And if you know of a friend or family member who's also interested in family photographs, share this episode with them.